0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Parkinson's Association of San Diego Microcast Series. I'm your host, Jeff Seckendorf. We're doing something a little bit differently today. We are in the midst at the Parkinson's Association here in San Diego of producing an education program for social workers and clinical psychologists to give them more insights into working with the Parkinson's population, both people with Parkinson's and their care partners and families. And so I had the pleasure the other day of sitting with Dr. Joanne Hamilton, a neuropsychologist at the Scripps Clinic. And as part of our discussion about working with people with Parkinson's, we spoke about why a mental health professional, family therapist, social worker, and so on, would want to work with the Parkinson's population. And her answer was wonderful. So I just wanted to bring you that short clip from Dr. Joanne Hamilton of Scripps Clinic. When we started developing this program, we sent out a survey to lots of the movement disorder specialists and neuropsychs in the area. You know, One of the questions on that survey was, why would psychologists and social workers want to get involved with people with Parkinson's? And one of the answers from somebody was, it's a really rewarding group of people to work with so i'm curious what your take on that is i don't recall how you answered the survey but you know what 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 do you get out of working with people with parkinsons
1: it's a very rewarding group of people to work with because the disease itself is challenging but many people are living better with the disease as as science has begun to understand it more clearly. In the initial phases of my work with Parkinson's, this idea of non-motor symptoms was almost non-existent. And so folks with Parkinson's who were complaining of pain or depression or anxiety or sleep disorders or cognitive dysfunction were sent to every number of doctors trying to figure out what was causing their problems. And it was so ineffective because the bottom line is Parkinson's disease is causing those problems. And once you begin to help families and help uh, individuals who are managing the disease understand what it is, their ability to cope with it just grows exponentially. So when you begin to help a patient understand that yes, they are indeed more anxious when their drugs are wearing off, then you're no longer having to deal with, do they have a separate condition? When you're able to help a patient understand, um, you, you have not developed schizophrenia, these hallucinations are part of Parkinson's disease and we are developing treatments for those hallucinations. The quality of life improves dramatically. So for me, when I'm working with someone with Parkinson's, especially taking into consideration that many folks with Parkinson's are young. you know, the, if By just making minor shifts in how they're managing their day-to-day activities, you can inc- increase their level of independence and increase their quality of life fairly dramatically. When a person with Parkinson's doesn't understand that their executive dysfunction is not due to laziness, depression, um, disorganization, but rather the disease, you can help them reschedule their day so that they can get things done in the morning before they sort of lose their cognitive bandwidth and they're much more productive in that manner. So for me, helping patients begin to tie together all of the facets of Parkinson's disease. And then through You know, solutions based psychotherapy through mindfulness training, through some cognitive rehabilitation training, helping them then put their day together so that their independence increases. Dramatic. The change is dramatic. And that can last. Even if the disease continues to progress, those skills last for a considerable amount of time. And when the patient himself is no longer able to use the skills, the family members now can use the skills and help support.
0: You can hear it in your voice, how you you speak so powerfully about the the rewards of working with this community.
1: It's fantastic, It, it really is. And, you know, as a professional, we're ethically bound to always be learning and to always be on the top of our game. And Parkinson's forces you to do that. The... The amount of data, the amount of literature that has been produced in the last 15 years about the non-motor symptoms is, is stunning. The amount of knowledge we've now developed on how the brain controls the gut and the gut controls the brain, this is all coming from Parkinson's disease. And so from a, from a professional standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, uh, you know, there, there probably isn't a more complicated disease out there.
0: All right, thank you, Joanne Hamilton, Doctor of Neuropsychology, and uh, we really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, I appreciate being here.